This is Second Down on ESPN Radio. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko and Cam Urshry taking into the weekend here as we guys are just headed towards the doldrum of sports. Just sitting out, lost at sea. <laughs> really for like the next 40 plus days until the Masters gets here. Because right now we don't have any baseball. Basketball is pretty boring right now. Mm, I, I mean, like it. what are what are the intriguing storylines in basketball? Because we talked about this. Everybody makes the playoffs, so the regular season doesn't matter. And you have people or you have players who are significant contributors. They're not really playing a whole lot. James Harden got traded like three months ago, it seems, and he's making his debut <laughs> tonight yeah. for the 76ers. LeBron, is he kind of playing right now? I mean, yeah, he's playing tonight. Yeah. Everybody. Okay. Melo, LeBron, Westbrook, AD's off the crutches. That is a lit, lit team in 2016. So uh it's just NBA is kind of boring right now. We don't have baseball. Football's over. I guess we have the USFL coming up. But just we're, as we take you into the doldrums of sports. But this is my favorite time of the year, though, because in... What? Wait, listen. In October, we have so much that we can't get to it all. Right? We could just literally come on here, do no show prep, and just go, Football. <laughs> and just talk about like nine different storylines or one storyline for an entire hour. And we're, all right, we'll talk to everybody tomorrow. Right? Easy. Got to get creative in these months. We have the draft coming up. We have the Masters coming up. Uh, here in a couple of weeks, we get to watch people run around in their underwear. That's exciting. For some people. Well, most, I mean, one of the most annoying parts of the year. Cam, do you like the combine? No. Like in your life, in your life, if you had to guess how many times you've like, or how many minutes you have spent watching the NFL Combine, I know back in the day I used to watch it a lot. Um, that's when I was like younger, I guess you could say that. Like I know it's always been Lucas Oil Stadium, yeah. so I do know that. But um, no, I don't watch it anymore. It's pointless. After I've seen like you know DK Metcalf go to the Combine and do his thing and boost his stock and other guys, I just I'm like it's pointless. I don't I- think I don't think it's any reason. And there's a difference, though, in that question is because we're sports fans, right? So that means we do things that we don't like just because it's sports. So, like, the question of, like, how much have you watched the com- – I've watched the Combine a lot. I don't like it. I don't want to. But so why do you do it? Just human, like, fan nature. You know, just it's my in favorite your subconscious. Time of the year, man. Like, you know what I mean? There's a football what? on the field. There's a football on the field, so your subconscious as a fan is like, well, turn that on. Sports-wise, this is my favorite time. Dude, Cam, what the hell are you talking about? It is. Cam. You're after the All-Star break for NBA. Then you have NFL free agency come up. Uh, that's some. That's actually becoming more cool over the past couple of years. It has. Then you have the NFL draft, which is obviously, that's the I think, the coolest thing throughout the year. You get to see all those guys get picked in the seven The coolest rounds. part of the NFL season is the draft? Yeah. Not the Super Bowl? No, that's I mean, the most loser. I mean, team think about fan it. base like, statement ever the made. Super Bowl hasn't like the Super Bowl this year was decent. No, Cam, admit what you just said. Your favorite time of the year is the draft because your team usually sucks, and it's the only hopeful time of the year. I so, mean, that could be it, but I actually like, like seeing. Me. I like seeing new guys get opportunities and just like new players come in, new crop of people. Okay, but get opportunities to do what? Play. Which I is it? Win? Huh? Which is win? No, nah, in August. But okay. I also like to see them. I also like so to you see like the, chaos. the thought of them playing more than them actually playing. <laughs> yeah, I like to see the chaos, man. Like, but I mean, the big part of why this is my favorite time of the year, NBA. I mean, come on. It's okay, after well, the no. If that's the if that's the case, if your favorite time of the year 
is NBA. I give you, you say late February, early March is your favorite. Let me present to you October, where it's just nothing but football. Basically, every day of the week, NBA starting off, Major League Baseball postseason. I mean, it's it's cool. I know. Oh well, NBA starting off that doesn't really mean nothing. The regular right, season doesn't like, count. Because like, what? What did, what did you just say? <laughs> regular regular uh, season doesn't regular matter. Regular season. So like, I mean, you know, yeah. you have your marquee matchups, but regular season doesn't count. College football. I guess we have March Madness coming up. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I forgot about March Madness. Well, it's March, March Madness, Madness doesn't fun. matter around here. It's fun. No, I love Unless March you're at Savannah Madness. State, there's no postseason it, for listen, a basketball man, team no, in Georgia. It, uh, it really matters to those. I, no, they can do postseason. No, they're doing postseason play this it year. It really Finally. matters. No, I said unless you're Savannah State. Oh, yeah, unless you're Savannah State, yeah, but. There's no, I mean, there's no postseason. March Madness, I'm I'm excited for that this year. I I, I don't think it's a clear-cut favorite. So. Oh, it's gonna be I fun. Think that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be back in like, like picking brackets and stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be back in full force finally for the first time in yeah, a couple years too time, with yeah. with the pandemics and and everything like What's that. What's your but favorite like, time of the year, PJ? But, but oh, hold on, hold on. I got I gotta get Whoa. this. I gotta get this dig Whoa. in first. I tried a second ago, but I, I gotta get this dig in first. Basketball season, especially March Madness, is really important around here to those people, those diehard Georgia fans. Oh my God, Kevin, come who on. Who are also diehard Duke and North Carolina All basketball right, Kevin. fans. They just can't wait. They just, they've been watching them since they were a kid, and you know nothing can pull them away from Duke and North Carolina basketball because they're such All Georgia right, we football get it. fans. We get it. It's, just, like it's ridiculous. It's a like a sickness down here. I don't understand it. I did like Kentucky basketball for a couple of years, but that was like... <sighs> Growing up with like John Wall and Demarcus Cousins There's and Anthony Davis, though. no, but you know, There's do, a difference do you know? In that. But those people, I, they have something like a, a wire that got crossed in their sports fandom. They ha- they they think that they have to root for a team that competes, right? And oh. so, if you're a Georgia football fan, which is a torturous thing in and of itself, the yeah. last four decades, uh, but if you're that, then if you're basketball, you you want somebody to root for it, and you literally you can't root for a team that never makes it. Sure you can. Right? No, but what I'm saying is if you if you're somebody who wants to have someone to root for, literally if every single year the team looks like they do right now, which Georgia does a lot, <laughs> then yeah, if you Believe want me. if you like if you want like I games understand. if you want games with stakes, fine. I'm not saying I do this because I, I find it fraudulent and you're kind of lame if you're pulling for multiple yeah. different cities and schools. Sounds like and front owners so, to me. Yeah, exactly. But it's just I, I find that kind of lame. But also, Kevin said that joke so many times in this exact chair that it's I mean, it kind it's like, kind of lost his punch. That's cool. Like just, they know just, who they are. Like how many times can you call somebody a fraud? I mean that that's that's cool. Like I'm not gonna stop saying something that I've been saying since like middle school. And I noticed in like middle school when I moved down here. I'm not saying I'm not saying Kevin invented the joke. I'm just <laughs> saying like Kevin has like killed that horse and kept kicking it until it turned into like a powder. And then he just keeps kicking it, and it's gone. And now it's just like he's now he's driving into yeah. the dirt, and it's in the dirt now. And he's digging a hole, and he's just he's keep, he just keeps on digging it. Like it's his favorite joke. He's got like three jokes, and that's one of them. <laughs> Do y'all think down south is like? <laughs> I mean, I think personally, it's full of like bandwagons because I know a lot of like up north. No, people. that's not that's not down no. south, man. That's everywhere. I, but I know a lot of up north people that don't do that. Like I have a friend that he's an Ohio State Duke basketball. Um, What's it called? A Golden State Warriors fan, a Patriots football fan. It I'm like, like, your fandom is crazy. Yeah. No, he's not a fan. He doesn't sound he's like not a fan. Crazy. He's and not then a you're fan. a Celtics, sometimes, you know, cheer and then you where cheer you, for the Where Brooklyn do we Nets. derive the word fan from? Uh, fanatic. Fanatic. Yeah. 
You can't yeah. just kind of be a peripheral like I pull for Ohio State. You know what we call that? We call that Cody Queen. We call that a supporter. <laughs> Unless it emotionally damages you when your team doesn't do well, you're not a fan. And I'm yeah. not saying it's healthy to be a fan. It's not. We could be doing no, so much. We could be doing so much positive stuff mm-hmm. with our brains and our passion and our our emotions and just our drive. We could be doing so much more. But what do we do? We just hyper focus yeah. on these sports teams and in the South, in particular, on these teenagers, and we allow it to emotionally affect us. And so, your friend, and I say friend, and uh, he watches the show. Okay, good. I hope he's watching the show. I don't pulling, know if he's watching. Pulling for today. Ohio State. And Duke, I'm assuming he's a Lakers fan. I don't no, know. No, he's a Golden State Warriors Okay, fan. there That's we go. That's even worse, Great. though. Great. Do That's you worse. think he actually emotionally cares when Golden State loses? Or does he just talk bleep when they win? Talk bleep when okay. they win, yeah. He's not a fan. <laughs> like, I, I know this. Like, for the most part, I'm pretty Georgia. Um, Like, I love the Falcons. That's, the that's not how you start off by saying you're a fanatic. I did, I'm, I'm pretty Georgia. I'm pretty Georgia. I, I'm a Falcons and Bulldogs fan. I can say the Lakers because, I mean, of course, because of Kobe. But I do get emotional when the Lakers lose. Like, right now, it's been a very tough year. Who's your college basketball team, Cam? I wouldn't say I have one. I know it was Kentucky back in the day because I, I no, like I think that's perfectly acceptable to say is that you don't care about something. No, no, no. no. Yeah, it's no, back then, like, I Just because you're a Georgia football fan doesn't mean you have to care about the men's golf team. Like, it, it don't. No, yeah. Just don't come there. over and be like, I'm a coastal I'm a coastal Georgia golf fan just because they're, they're winning all those national nah. championships. Yeah, no. Like, yeah. Back then, I cared about Kentucky because, you know, I like John Wall and Rondo and Anthony Davis. But as the years has gone on, as i gotten older, I'm like, okay, if they win, they win. They lose, they lose. It doesn't bother me as much anymore. So I'll just say I'm a casual, you know, college basketball watcher. I just root. You can say you enjoy watching college basketball, oh, yeah, but I don't call it. yourself a Georgia right. fan and a Duke basketball no, fan because no. if you are, you know what you are, you're a fraud. No, no. Unless, I say that. unless, I will say oh, no. this. Is there a cat? There, there is a caveat. caveat. Say you, 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 uh, you grew up a Georgia fan, PJ. You grew mm-hmm. up a Georgia fan. Right. Pull for the dogs every Saturday. But okay. then, you know, you went and got that master's degree at Duke. Sure. I think you're allowed to be a Duke basketball fan at that point. You were there for like a year. I no, I think you're allowed to be a Duke. No. If you have if you have That's a letterhead, okay. if you have a letterhead right. and you have you have certificates yeah. that say I you attended ha- it classes. Has to be undergrad. No. I attended classes. I don't I don't, I don't agree right. with that. No. I don't it agree with that. Be. That's like me. So, doing... so wait, so wait, somebody goes to like Georgia College and State University, Middle Georgia, and then they transfer to Georgia to get their masters. They're not allowed to be a Georgia fan. Meanwhile, ninety eight percent of the Georgia fan base has never been to Athens. That well, that is well, I've been to Athens now. But that's here recent. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, that's like me, uh, you know, doing my master's for UGA, and then I'm like, oh, you, you got to pick you know. one unless you got letterhead from the other one. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I get it. I think that's a decent point. I think that we, where we draw the line there though is online classes. Like if you take online no, if classes, I get, no, even, if I give Duke like fifteen thousand eh. dollars to get a degree. <laughs> From an online class, I'm still, I'm still, yeah, yeah, I'm still, I'm still I, claiming I, okay, that. Okay, I get what you're saying. You're putting in all that money, yeah. I, I better I'm get still, something yeah, out I'm of this. I'm still claiming that. So yeah, you, I'm a camera indoor yeah. crazy. So you paid for your fandom, then? That, that's what you're no, saying. No, I paid like, for my <laughs> degree. The fandom is just included. Yeah. Right. No, nah, it's included. All that stuff. Like yeah. when they hand me that diploma, I also get fandom. That's <laughs> true. I will take a caveat on that. Sure. All right, you better. I can only sure. brag about one thing athletically from Savannah State. That's Shannon what, Sharp. What, the girls' basketball team? No, Shannon Sharp. That's it. Uh, I mean, girls' basketball team has one loss this year. Yeah, they're yeah, killing they it. do. They I, do. I think they'd probably argue a Shoot, little bit. football team went, what, 8-3 and three last year? Yeah. No, yeah, 8-3. You and can three. brag about what, that. What about the year before? I think they had, what, well, They went undefeated loss? in the SEAC because the SEAC was scared. Whoa. They didn't let them play in the postseason. 
true. Yeah, I think that was the year they merged into the CA. Yeah, the CA didn't want to smoke. I'm pretty sure. Who I mean, the, the girls have a chance to win it. I was there yesterday. Um, but they have, from what I was told from them, they have two teams they have to worry about really, really hard. Benedict and um, Tuskegee. But they have a chance to make some history, 25-1. and one. So that's They good. already did make some history. Well, yeah, they did. I think they tied the school record for most they, wins in the regular season. And they broke the win streak record with 14. 14. Yep. Yeah. So, Keep good it going. game yesterday. Keep it yeah. going. All right, well, this, this segment went completely off the rails. Oh, we're uh, just coming at fans and everything. That was great. Yeah, I that was fantastic. well, we're just educating like, the masses. Uh, yeah. But we are going to talk some college football when we come <laughs> back because, as I said, we're hitting the doldrums. We can always talk college football uh, here. And listen, I'm not going to be the fraudulent show that hasn't talked about Gonzaga all year. And then when March Madness rolls around, like, here's why Gonzaga could make a run. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, there are so many other shows you can get that from. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying turn us off. I want you to stay here. But listen, if you stay here... I'm, we're going to reward you with some college football talk. Yeah, I mean, also, like, uh, you, talking, you about, a, talking you, about being fraudulent and yeah. whatnot. Like, you don't want to hear about us. Listen, you, you don't hey, want to hey, hear hey, us hey, talk hey, about hey, wait, hey, Gonzaga basketball. Wait, here's, here's what it sounds like. Here's what, listen. We it's going to be a bunch of talk, have, stuff. Yeah, like, we have to talk real low so they don't hear us. And I'm not talking about the three and out guys. I'm talking about, like, the national guys. Oh, so, okay. like, when you're watching, yeah. like, on a national landscape right, and uh, college football season rolls around, and then all of a sudden the guy who's been – who's been talking about the Lakers all year yeah. and the New York Knicks all year mm-hmm. and the Dallas Cowboys all year, all of a sudden they're trying to talk about Auburn's defensive line. Yeah. That's what it would sound like if we got on here. I'm not saying Cam. Maybe Cam knows a lot. Maybe you know a lot. But if I got on here and tried to start talking about college basketball, I would sound like those guys trying to talk college football. It's wild. Just reading that oh, yeah, I know a lot about And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying anybody can't talk college football. I'm not saying anybody shouldn't talk about whatever they want to talk about. I'm just telling you what it's going to sound like. Yeah, bad. Is that fair? It's gonna it's gonna be bad. Is that fair? All I'm saying is for those guys, I feel like they should do the anchorman trick with the teleprompter and see if they catch it. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Like Cam Squidward, no, went, went out there and uh, won the 2010 national championship. Oh, like, we we kind of have something what? coming. What'd we have you just we say? have we have something very similar to that coming here soon on three and out. Uh, we'll give you all a hint when that's coming up because we're gonna try to get some people on that. But quickly here, quickly, uh. Do want to give a shout out and our thoughts uh, with the guys from Fort, the guys and gals, I should say, from Fort Stewart, Third Infantry Division, uh, First Armored Brigade Combat Team, uh, both stationed there at Fort Stewart. About 3,800 soldiers uh, deploying just due to the stuff that is going on now in Eastern Europe. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, and of course, everybody uh, in the Ukraine right now going through all of that. But again, 3,800 soldiers from Fort Stewart deploying over uh, as peacekeepers in the area and just kind of staging in and around the Ukraine as the world is just kind of tilting on its axis right now a little bit. So thoughts and prayers with all those soldiers heading over from Fort Stewart. We'll be right back. We got more to come here on second down. We'll dive into some college football. Second down on ESPN radio is presented to you by the uniform source. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko and Cam Urshry. Glad to have y'all hanging out with us here as we get you ready for the weekend. PJ, my favorite thing to do on Fridays, but we got coming up this weekend. <laughs> things, things, and stuff. Will we have sports it. on the radio this weekend? Good, good stuff and and things. We, we have some sports. Definitely have some college basketball, and we have some NBA basketball as well. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be some. Uh, just some hardwood action. Looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So cool. basketball coverage up and down the coast all weekend. PJ Zuko with just the elite, elite. Yeah. Great. That's my favorite thing to do to him. No, every I Friday do camp. like that. Yeah. It really makes me, you know, <laughs> before, sound incredible. Yeah. <laughs> before Kevin gives him the schedule for the weekend. For sure. Yeah. 
Just, just ask because them. that's the thing is like I've I'll already wait. done. I only know these things because like a little like we, we we do. I feel like we do this more than any other show, especially like on on our station. Like we kind of give the inside access a little bit. Yeah. So like I I schedule things for inside the weekend. <laughs> like I yeah. schedule things for the weekend. So like while I've seen the formats and the things that that will be on like for instance college basketball and nba and i know around about like when they like i know the times they're going to be on i i haven't seen like the actual games themselves so like i know we're going to have college basketball listen pj and NBA. i don't need a filibuster i just need to tell me you don't know i mean i already did i'm just explaining a little bit like no, i just it's think okay. it's funny i think it's fun you know no no filibustering they already know no, i don't no. know remember what we say about but I don't know, but no, I mean, uh, again, there there are buts certainly that take out everything that was said before, but there are also <laughs> ones that really just are reinforcing. Like, I feel like what I said after Bud that time just kind of reinforced that I didn't know. CJ, so, listen, that phrase doesn't always. Count. Hey, listen, I need you to quit yelling at me, Cam. Are you feeling the hostility in here right now? No, because I am. <laughs> PJ's just screaming at me. Well, maybe that's right why, now. like maybe I mean All right, top top of top of mind. When I say coach on the hot seat in college football in twenty twenty two, who's the first guy that comes to mind for you guys? Should be Brian Harson. Uh wow. <laughs> oh, um, no, 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 no. It's the, of, uh, what's the Georgia Tech coach stuff. name? Uh, Jeff coach Collins. Collins. Coach I say just Coach Collins. I didn't know his James Franklin. Yes. He's definitely on the hot seat. I'm just kidding. Definitely. PJ PJ wants it to be James Franklin. Yeah, I'm just kidding. He just got a Coach it's Collins will more than likely like if he loses the first two to three games, he's out of there. Well, let's let's pull up their schedule because Georgia Tech's schedule next year is borderline ridiculous. But it uh, that's just one thing that you're always going to have to deal with if you're Georgia Tech is you're going to play Clemson every year and you're going to play Georgia every year. It's kind of like being Auburn. It's like yeah, when you get your schedule, hey, you want to take this job? First thing you got to play Alabama, Georgia, LSU every single year. And like that's not counting on Arkansas having a really good year, Ole Miss having a good team. So it's just like it's one of those things. Big old paychecks, but it is a whew, that schedule. I'm I kind of agree with you, Cam. I have another submission that I'm going to throw in here in a little bit. But yeah, let's look at uh, Georgia Tech's schedule real quick. They start with Clemson and Mercedes Benz, so zero and one. We can yeah. probably go ahead and chalk that one up. Right. Uh, then they have Western Carolina, which Western Carolina is not a bad football team. The cat amounts there. Then they have Ole Miss at UCF at Pitt. Heard three straight losses. Very distinct chance Georgia Tech starts this season one and four. No, I, I think they will. Kadan Slovis is at uh, Pitt, mm-hmm. correct? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, go ahead and chalk that up. Which I don't know if like I'm being like, oh, oh no, I mean, Doc, it's not. Slovis. Oh, you know, Kadan no, Slovis. He's, he's, not, he's, not he's solid, be, though. He's not going to be Kenny Pickett, Remember, but he's a solid I mean, quarterback. Put it like this. Before he got hurt, he was a projected to be top 10, top 15 this year. So, he's, I mean, something, something's there with him. They were both injury prone, but, I mean, yeah. he he – was going back and forth with the job out there at USC with mm-hmm. uh, JT Daniels also when Daniels mm-hmm. was out there. So he's, he's yeah, okay. The NFL, he's not is, incredible. the NFL is high on him, though, um, slow in Slovis. They're, like, super high on him for some odd reason. I don't know. I haven't seen him play at all. But one and four sounds good. I think I know what other coach you're going to say on the hot seat, but we'll get to that. No, I just this is, uh, excuse me, from Jeff Schultz uh, from The Athletic. Just want to read a just a small portion of, of this real quick. Jeff Collins has fired three assistant coaches, but more telling is that three other assistants and the Jackets recruiting coordinator left on their own for other jobs. The major casualties running back Jameer Gibbs, whose talents have been wasted for two years, will play for Alabama in 2022. Running back, running backs coach and top recruiter to Char Choice, 
who went to Georgia Tech, a Tech alum, initially left for a position with the new USC coach Lincoln Riley and then for Texas. A dozen transferring players is roughly average for a Power 5 program these days, but context is needed. How many of those players at other schools were the best players on their team like Gibbs? That's tough. Mm-hmm. Like Georgia has lost a bunch of players. I think they've they've had six players transfer out. How many starters have you lost? One, really, with Jermaine yeah. Burton. Oh yeah, yeah, Jermaine Burton. I was right. Think yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of guys in the secondary have transferred out. They've lost an offensive lineman, and J T. Daniels is technically in the portal, but he hasn't announced where he's going yet. So yeah, I'm with you guys. I think Jeff Collins is absolutely in the hot seat. Uh, I don't know that they fired him mid-season. I honestly don't know what that contract situation looks like right now. It Do you just wait for the end of the season so the buyout's a little bit less before you fire him? Because they Georgia Tech doesn't have the war chest where they can just go out and spend four, five, six million dollars to pay a coach to not work. Right. But at the same time, how much more catastrophic can it get? Because you brought him in to modernize Georgia Tech and to get them back into relevancy, which I think is interesting because Paul Johnson won football games. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul Johnson won a BCS Bowl, right? Took you to ACC championship games. You haven't even sniffed that. Yeah, He beat Georgia. And, and the excuses are running dry, where the first couple seasons, the excuses are, hey, we, we have to replace guys because Paul Johnson didn't recruit like a guy running a modern offense, right? Our offensive linemen are on average 40 pounds lighter than we want them to be. We don't have quarterbacks who can sling it around. We really don't have the receivers we need. Defensively, you've never really had an excuse because Paul Johnson played modern college football defense. But offensively, you had kind of an excuse. And then you had COVID come up, which, fine. It's tough, but other coaches have managed to flip their team around. And then NIL, and I think this is the most damning thing, NIL and the transfer portal have come up. And when have we heard about Georgia Tech securing, and again, it can't be Georgia Tech, but the player compensation package that the Georgia Tech booster comes through with, right? Or the what Mel Tucker did with Michigan State where you completely flip your roster in an offseason by pulling guys in. Right now, Georgia Tech's just kind of hemorrhaging great players and pulling in players from other schools that weren't starting. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's not a good place. And really, that's if you hit this, and this is the worst thing. Really, if that's if you hear about them at all. Like I feel like I, I, yeah. I haven't heard any big news about Georgia Tech in in a long, long time. Years. And like that's the worst place you want to be, uh, probably as as a college football team and a and a college football program. I, I even so. go as far as this. Like I remember growing up a little bit. I mean, you were kind of like when Georgia plays Georgia Tech. You kind of I wouldn't say fear them, but you like no. Okay, I, you I, still would, gotta, I would completely disagree with that statement. The no, I would completely disagree with that statement. Even when it was um, Chan Gailey, those were dog fights every yeah, time. I mean, like every time Georgia played Georgia Tech from, and there are some years where you get a, a 42 to 10, right? Every now and then that's going to happen. But hell, that happens in Georgia, Florida, right? Yeah. But I would say basically every game, at least for like a half, was a dogfight between Georgia Tech and Georgia. Oh, it nah, hasn't, that's it hasn't not been, what I'm saying. It hasn't been close no, 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 under no. Jeff Collins. No, I, I wouldn't say I would fear them, but I always knew like it would be a competitive game. Yeah. That I did know growing up. I, I'm like, I, I would say you absolutely should yeah, fear them it, because then all of a sudden John Dwyer. Uh, and God, why well, Roddy Jones are housing you for a couple hundred yards each? Yeah, like I knew it was always going to be a competitive game when they played for the most part growing up. Or Harrison then, Buckers kicking fifty-two yard field goals to beat you in Sanford Stadium. And then Coach Johnson ended up. I mean, it kind of went on the downhill, but they still were 
It wasn't like they were flat out terrible like they are now. They were still kind of competitive at the time, even when he was on his way out. But now it's like when we play Georgia Tech, I sometimes I might not even watch the it, game. No, it looks it, it looks like you're playing Charleston Southern. Yeah, I might not watch the game because I'm like, well, you know, we could chalk this up because I know my my pops he used to talk crap to me about Georgia because he's a Georgia Tech fan. He'd be like, oh yeah, you, you better get ready. I used to be like, you might be right, but now. Well, he, he says the same thing because he thinks the same thing might happen like years yeah. past. And I'm like, dude, it's no point even watching. He watched it one time. It was like 35-0 like before the second quarter started. So. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to say Georgia Tech might be the fourth best FBS team in the state this year. Mm. Mm. Uh, like Georgia State's going to be good. I think Georgia State is better and, than them. And Georgia Southern, I, I don't think people are really – wrapping their minds around like the kind of coaching talent that Georgia Southern has there right now and what yeah. that offense could potentially look like. That that's the thing that kills me about Georgia Tech is they don't have an identity. Right. They have no idea what they want to be. Mm-mm. And so there's there's no offensive threat. It's just kind of okay, let's try to re option on this play. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, let's okay, let's go four wide and we'll kind of try a flood route this way. Okay, that didn't work. All right, uh halfback draw on, on third down. It's just there, there's not a whole lot of identity with Georgia Tech. And kind of what Jeff Schultz said, wasted two years of Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, even if they are the third best team, it's still still Georgia Tech. You should Okay, Georgia's ahead of you. You still should be number two, though. That's the thing. Well, here's, but here's you know? what you don't have is you don't have the buy-in from the fan base. Because uh, yeah. did you see Bobby Dodd this past year when Georgia played Georgia yeah, Tech? Yeah, it was filled It was with, embarrassing. You know, Really like, well, like, I mean, at least there were fans in the stands at that point. Like, but oh yeah, I mean, Georgia they, Tech they was happy because they were pulling <laughs> cash for the fans, ticket sales. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was a Sanford Stadium home game. Yeah, it's bad. It's embarrassing, right? And so, yeah. you, like, at least with uh, Georgia Southern, like Paulson Stadium, that's not going to happen. Like, it, it ain't going to happen. Now, mm-hmm. I'll hear the argument if Georgia came to Paulson Stadium, right? And I'm asking you guys, just honest to God. Something happens, they do a two-for-one, right, where Georgia Southern goes to Athens twice, and Georgia has to come. Because you think it's out of the realm of possibility, but I watched Miami play at App State not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not that crazy to say. Yeah. If Georgia goes to Sanford Stadium, or if uh, to Paulson Stadium, do you think it's all red? No. Because I think Georgia Southern fans have too much pride to let they're that happen. I think, yeah, if anything, it would be like 64. I mean, Georgia fans like, are even if, even if, it's like, even if like this it, past yeah. year's Georgia Southern team, and they're not good, and you're Still in a transition year, no. I think Georgia Southern fans have too much pride. It's, it's a tradition, yeah. and it's a pride thing at the same time when you've instilled that into your program. Regardless of how bad you are, it's, it's not going to go that way. I don't care who you are. But Georgia Tech... Things have changed. I'll put it like that. Things have changed from now, the early. Now I have had conversations with some Georgia Tech fans, and they're like, "Why would I spend money to go watch my team get smacked, fifty-two to ten? And at that point, if you're an athletic director, you have to make a change. Yeah. And the problem is they've known that for a couple of years. Now. Yeah. Like so, it's it's. Oh man, I know how they feel. Change. And like also at the same time, ten points is really generous. Yeah, it is. Oh no, it, it's, that's why Especially I laugh. Against it's Georgia, like, yeah. with the kind of. I mean, I know how they feel, man. Shoot. Being a, them dark days as a Falcons fan, I, I know how that feels. I can't remember seeing anything like that in another rivalry. Like, and I understand it's it's different because it's the same state, and so the travel isn't that crazy. But has like yeah. has Florida ever just completely dominated Doak or flip it around? Has Florida State ever just completely dominated the swamp? Like, I don't. I can't remember that happening. Certainly, it's never happened in the Iron Bowl, right? Heck, no. No, certainly, it's never happened in the <laughs> well, Iron that's Bowl. The thing, if no. it did, it'd be it'd be playing 
every year in the lead up. But like you know, in, and it, in the big house, that. right in the horseshoe, like that's never happened. Right. Auburn was six and six this year, and they packed that thing yeah. out. Hell yeah, no, mm-hmm. that was not happening. But it, it, <laughs> it, but the, it, what I would say to the fans who say, why why the hell would I go watch my team get beat fifty to nothing? Auburn wasn't supposed to do anything against Alabama. Yeah, they were right. supposed to get smoked. And they are, I mean, they were a a Bryce Young Heisman drive away from beating them. They were, they were, they were a, and I'm not putting on him, but it was a Tank Bigsby staying in bounds away. Yeah. From beating Alabama this year. But Jeff Collins, I think, certainly is on the hot seat just because I understand coming into a program that I guess you guys had diagnosed, not saying you guys, but Georgia Tech had diagnosed as broken, right? Because you don't fire a coach if you don't think something's wrong with the program, right? Yeah. So I understand it's, you're going to take some lumps, but I think you have to have, even if it's just like like one degree angle, you have to show some sort of progress mm-hmm. coming forward, right? And, and record isn't always indicative of that, right? Because you can have an absolutely brutal schedule, but you have to, like, in the gameplay, in the margins, right, in the quarterback percentage, in the recruiting yeah. Uh, in, in the yards before contact for your running back, in the margins of the game, you, you have to show some sort of pulse. And eventually it's not going to be competitive, though, because right, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech didn't have a chance against Georgia this year. But if you can just show a pulse where you're just not doing stupid things and you seem like you're well-coached, because football comes down to depth, and yeah. they just don't have the depth I've, to compete I've against teams like that. i games where teams lose like 42-21, yeah. and you're like, but it wasn't really a twenty-one point game. Right. I mean, they were. It was a yeah. competitive like show, like game. Show right, fight. I'm not saying the players aren't playing their tails off. I'm just saying it's just as a program in and of itself. And I think a good example of that, and the reason this coach still has a job, is Scott Frost. Yeah. Right. If you just looked at their record, you'd be like, "Why the hell is Scott Frost still the head coach there?" But right. then you look at the scores, yeah, and there's there was like an uh, they they the record they got very easily could have gone four or five wins the other way. Mm-hmm. Right, and so that's what you're looking at if you're an athletic director. Isn't the necessarily the record? It's fan engagement. I think is number one because if you start losing the fan base and you're losing the money, it's, it's time to make a change. But number two is the margins. Is where are we at? And Nebraska, I think, is headed in the right direction with Scott Frost. Even if the record doesn't necessarily indicate it, go look at the scores from last year. And there were some boneheaded plays. Yeah. And PJ, you probably know more about this than I would, but I, I think Nebraska is just a quarterback away. I know Adrian Martinez was everybody, everybody loved him out there, right, but, but I also they had him in Heisman voting. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of Nebraska football, but one thing I will say is like the, the, the other thing and the other trend that we talked about with Collins and now with Frost as well is at least with Frost and Nebraska, like from the moment he got there, he was like, we are this type of team. Yep. You know, There's the an brand. identity. You yeah. know, exactly. You know what they're going to come with. And with Collins, it's like you were supposed to be maybe even maybe he was just supposed to be the bridge guy to get Georgia Tech from the option to something else. But you got to choose what that yeah. something else is at some point and, and have your guys, have your program, have your fans actually know. And every Georgia Tech fan I talk to has no idea. And I understand why, because you look at them and, yeah. and you don't see any consistency. No, there, there ain't nothing, there's, and there's just no hope, and I think that's the biggest problem. Now, flip side of that, so he said Jeff Collins is on the hot seat because he has just not even lost the fan base, he's lost the interest of the fan base. I think Jimbo Fisher's on the hot seat for the complete opposite reason. Wow. You have the complete attention and focus of that fan base. Yeah, right? I knew you was You have about. every, well, it's because he's up on my computer screen. No, but, no, no. I knew it. I knew it beginning of the you have, beginning of the segment. You man. have the focus and you have the money coming in and you have oil guys doing all kinds of crazy NIL deals and you have 
a bunch of five-star coming in, just signed your best recruiting class ever. You have the eyes of that entire fan base on you, and you have the full support of that entire fan base on you. And three of your first four seasons there, you've had four losses. I gave them this year, you got to have the only loss you could take is Alabama. I w- no, I will say this. You need to be going into the Alabama game. Und- undefeated. Yeah, you have to be going into that game, or I'd say with one loss. If you have one loss, I get it because you're still playing for first place in the West at that point. I, I, I'm, I'm of the notion like you, your only loss this year could be Alabama. I haven't looked at the schedule. I don't think they play Georgia. Um, if they do, then, you know, I'll they give do, you a They break. do not play Georgia. Georgia, okay. has, Georgia has a very easy schedule this Okay, year. so there you go. If I'm Texas A&M and I'm the AD, whoever is in charge of that, hire. Running through it real quick. One. That This is a, kind of an awesome beginning to the season. season. Uh, okay. Sam Houston to start it off with, fine. App State, get lit. Uh, then Miami. So three straight home games. Yeah. Sam Houston, App State, Miami. And then you do the neutral site game with Arkansas, which last year was the beginning of the Sam Pittman height train. And then three straight road games at Mississippi State, at Alabama, at South Carolina. So leading up to that, you have Sam Houston State, App State, Miami, and Arkansas. If they win those four games, they're going to be a top five team yeah. going into that Alabama. Well, you ha- in my opinion, if you're Jimbo, you've been here for a while, what, four? This going to his fifth year? Yeah. You have to win all those games. I mean, the program you've built, number one no, yeah, they, class. They should be favored by double win. digits in all of those All of those games, games. yeah. You gotta win those games, and they're at home too. And then you got a neutral site with Arkansas. Yep, and, and you at, lost at Mississippi State's going to be interesting because I think Will Rogers is really good, and Mike Leach. You just it's that that's going to be interesting. Uh, and Davis Wade Stadium is awesome, great fan base down there. So that that's interesting. But no, certainly should be undefeated going in to Alabama with some pretty marquee wins. I'd say if you have App State, Miami, Arkansas, Mississippi State, that's probably as good as anybody's resume uh, at that point in the season. But I think you have to be going into that game playing for something. And then even if you lose to Alabama, yeah. right, just keep it competitive the whole time. Try to stay in there so if Alabama does drop a couple, you can hop in there. But I think if Jimbo Fisher's one loss is to Alabama at the end, that's fine. It's if you lose to Alabama and then all of a sudden you have like a wheels coming off where you lose to Ole Miss. Because I see that stretch. Ole that Miss, stretch, Florida, and yeah, Auburn. At Alabama, at South Carolina, home against Ole Miss, home against Florida, at Auburn, uh, UMass and LSU. There's going to be a weird one there where they lose it, and that fan base is hmm. going to be losing their ever-loving minds. So let's take a quick break. we got more college football talk coming your way. Chris Gokel alongside P.J. Zuko and Cam Mercer here on Second Down. We'll be back after this. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Chris Gokel alongside P.J. Zuko. All right, you guys say you love NBA free agency. NFL free agency, meh, kind of okay. It was lit last year. It was, it was kind of, yeah, but it, like of, all, of all the pro sports, probably not the best. It's like every five or six years sure. it's good. But. And then Major League Baseball, free agency is awesome, but we don't have it right now because there's no Major League Baseball at the moment. But I present to you something that's better than all of them. Mm. Football analyst free agency. <clears throat> wow. Troy Aikman has reportedly signed a deal with ESPN to take over as their Monday night football lead analyst for a salary that is going to overtake that of one Tony Romo. So we got Dallas Cowboy quarterbacks just taking <laughs> each other out, Dude, right? Out. Love that. Love that. Al Michaels, the just the biggest whale out there mm-hmm. that you could that you could potentially get. His contract is up and so he's being bid on by Amazon, by ESPN, everyone going after them because Amazon now owns Thursday Night Football. So everybody's going after Al Michaels. So he's out there in free agency. And now, reportedly, because Fox Sports, who has two Super Bowls in the next three years, is missing their their number one 
second chair guy, right? Their number one analyst is gone. Aikman out. They're reportedly working on a deal to try to go get Drew Brees from NBC. Okay. But the actual verbiage inside of this report is trade. They're working (laughs) on a trade with NBC, which I love because now the sports sports world is leaking into the business world, albeit in a sports-related category, but it's leaking. But what I find funny is this. Can you imagine, PJ, if... Because you and Kevin do the same thing, and it's a lot of work, but like a lot of your job overlaps, right? Where you guys are doing a lot of the same things. We have a bunch of stations, right? Mm-hmm. Your jobs kind of overlap. But can you imagine if there was like our boss decided he wants some like hot new writer who's out there, and he's like, heard you guys are looking for a traffic coordinator. <laughs> yeah. And then you just walk into work one day, and it's just me or Kevin coming up to you going, hey, PJ. <laughs> I'm going to need you to uh, clear out your office. Instead been, of, it's <laughs> like, hey, man, do you uh, do you have your handbook? You, yeah. Hey, can you come in, bring your handbook? Like, like, oh, no. Hey, PJ, what's up, man? Coach needs to talk to you. <laughs> You've been traded. Oh, goodness gracious. Not or if we're just like, hey, Cam, listen, we're looking for an over six-foot-tall board operator because we need a board that's uh, a little bit higher the next, uh, the, next, the, next, the next radio space. The board's going to be up a little guy. bit higher. We, don't, we just don't feel like you have the right intangibles. We're, we're trading you for a second-round pick. Second-round pick. Okay. I mean, if I'm well, worth listen, that. Listen, it's a stretch for a first, that. all right? I'm just saying. It's a stretch for a first. That would I'm, be I'm worth that. I guess so I'll wait, be worth I that. lost it, though, a little bit. Like, who's the other part of the trade if they're trading? The, that, that one hasn't been. I mean, are they? Really? Would, okay. would they consider trading Greg Olson? Who's he even with? Who's he with right now? The trading commentator. Lord, I love it. I hate it. Lord have mercy. Who who would be the highest valued commentator in the world right now? Like who needs three first round picks? Okay, who are we talking about? Uh, like talking anywhere about in sports, play by play or ooh. E- e- either or. I know Gus oh. Johnson Com- is up there. Gus Johnson is about three, four first. Because I picks. would put Al Michaels as like the golden, but also at the same time, how many years does Al Michaels have left? You know, he's kind of in the fourth it's quarter true. of that career there. You know what? Oh if you're gosh. talking college football, and, and this might... I this, think Kirk might be the highest value That's what I'm one. saying. This yeah. might just be... I, I love Kirk Herbstreit, but like, if you're talking college football, everyone wants Kirk Herbstreit, dude. Yeah, I mean, like he might be the highest one, about five first. Like he, that, he's the he voice comes, of college football. Yeah, he comes with, what, 20 years of experience, yeah. and he's got like 25 years And then PJ's saying left. that about an Ohio State quarterback. Well, that's I mean, impressive. he said a lot of nice things about Penn State, so I'm just returning the favor. That's fair. No, but he's incredible. No, I, I've always thought that. Uh, well, I... This is touchy because I feel like the NFL guys, like some of the NFL guys are very, you either love them or you hate them, but I love Chris Collinsworth. What do you feel? <sighs> I feel like he'd be pretty. pretty oh God, Brad well Nessler. Oh, I love Brad Nessler. Oh, Brad he'd, Nessler sure. he'd certainly be up there. I would trade my entire team for Vern Lundquist if I can get him to come out of retirement. Right. I know NBA, I'll go Mike Breen and Mark Jackson. I was gonna say, yeah. I know he's not a commentator, but like Ernie Johnson, like he's gotta yeah. be. He's certainly oh, up there. Yeah, he's Ernie, right, yeah. Ernie. I mean, yeah. would we consider like a front office guy? Like that would be Ernie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, front office guy. I I still go Mike Breen and Mark Jackson. Those are my two top guys. What about Susie Colbert? Who's that? Susie Colbert. NBA sideline? No. Not doing anything for she'd you. Be up there. Who? I think she'd be. I gotta say, I gotta put a face way to up it. there. Gotta put a face to it. We gotta take a break. We'll come back. Well, I can't put a, a face to the name. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more second down after. We have a we have a new contender <laughs> for the number one overall pick. You see like smoke coming yeah. out of the door. We have a new contender. <laughs> Doris Burke. Yes. Yep.
can do everything. Yeah, it would be between Dora's a dick. But a little Dicky V action. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that, I those v. are the goats. Yeah, I love Dicky V. I can't lie. It'd be her. Uh, it'd be Doris or Dicky V. I'm selling in on those two. We're gonna so. do this next week. We're Make gonna do it. We're, we're doing a draft. So, game, like, what sports? Game to ten. If if we all have our own sports league, what sports do we have to fill out commentating teams for? I would say pro football, yeah. pro basketball, college, college football. football, baseball. Yeah. One more. Come on. Do we have to do baseball? We have to do baseball. Because uh, Buster Olney and Tim Kirchner are coming through hot. Are we doing college basketball or are we doing NASCAR? Oh, yeah, college basketball. Well, NASCAR's <laughs> tough. I know. I'm just kidding. NASCAR's so tough. <laughs> I threw that in, honestly, as a joke. We're college good. basketball. We don't need that. <laughs> we'll do, we can put college basketball in there, too, even though I feel like, uh, like redundant. Be. Can I dip into the radio crew? Johnson back in the can day. I dip into the radio crew and go get Ion Eagle in here? Oh, why not? The dude's a legend. He's, he's incredible, yeah. All right, speaking of legends, three and out coming up next right here on ESPN Radio. We'll talk to everybody on Monday.